Welcome back to The Growth Medium, where we expand your mindset using a scientific lens. I'm Mim. And my name is Sarah. And we've got a little bit of a special episode today. So today we're going to be talking to Fariha Chowdhury, um, who's a fourth year chemistry student. And we're going to be talking about her experience as a woman of colour in the STEM industry. Hi Faria, it's lovely to have you here. Faria and I actually know each other and are friends from Sixth Form. But for everyone listening, please do tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, so my name is Faria um, and I have kind of come through chemistry and, you know, done gone through science because well I just had to come up with a decision so <laughs> so after and I think I've just had quite of a, a roller coaster when it comes to deciding because I've always been one of those um kids that kind of struggled finding a dream and finding something to pursue and so I hope my story can some people can relate to it that'd be great <laughs> I can I can definitely relate to that. So Faria, you're a British Bangladeshi who's studying chemistry at university and unfortunately only about 1% of physical science undergrads, so that's physics and chemistry, are actually Bangladeshi. So why did you pick chemistry? So I picked chemistry because when it came to university applications, I had to make a choice. And obviously I had put thought into what I wanted to do in the future, but I didn't have like a complete kind of, oh yeah, this is exactly what I want to do kind of thing. So I didn't really have a clear view of what I wanted to do. And at the time, chemistry was my a subject that I enjoyed, that I was good at, and, you know, that I had fun while I was learning. So I thought, why not go for chemistry? But before going for chemistry, I did kind of look at another, like a lot of, different courses like I looked at pharmacy and biochemistry because um as we'll probably get on to later my parents did want me to go into a more of a biological field um closely related to medicine so it wasn't something that was kind of immediate this is my passion no <laughs> but honestly when it comes to chemistry I feel like um it's kind of just been something that's paved a way for me even when I wasn't kind of looking directly for something to do it was just something I felt like I could fall back on and yeah I'm glad I don't have any regrets I absolutely love my degree and so yeah (laughs) that's great to hear so there's actually a little bit of research by the Institute of Physics suggesting that um, a lot of ethnic minorities actually take A-level chem at a higher proportion than their white counterparts and it's suggested because it's required to study medicine. Um, Did you face, shall we call it like resistance um, from your family or friends for not doing medicine and going into chemistry instead? Yeah definitely because when you think so especially coming from an Asian background, um, when you think of chemistry, a lot of like well, a lot of older Asian people don't really know what chemistry is and what it entails. Even though it's essential to do medicine, um, you need to do chemistry. But I felt that 
there was quite a bit of resistance and even now sometimes my mum kind of slots into conversation like are you sure you don't want to go into medicine like you can always do postgraduate medicine but the thing is I just didn't really feel a connection to the occupation of being a doctor and I felt I was quite scared of the fact that you would have to do a five-year degree and at the end like that's that's your role I feel like going through chemistry gave me um time to actually think about what I really want to do because there were so many opportunities at the end and um with medicine I also don't feel like I fit the role of being someone who could always interact like positively with other like other people I was quite I'm quite an introverted person so I like spending time on my own um I would ideally like to be working in a lab with like a small team of people kind of you know that's just how I see myself in the future and I don't think I'd fit the um the characteristics required for medicine and to me I think that's okay but obviously to my parents and other people um medicine is really something that they see as like a very successful job in their eyes so they're still kind of a bit worried about what I'm doing and where I'm going because quite frankly I don't know myself so you know they they do come from an okay standpoint because maybe that's what they want they want that security that you know once my child gets into um gets into medicine starts studying it at the end they'll become a doctor so I think that certainty is what a lot of Asian parents want. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think in our communities, because I'm also Bangladeshi, um, being a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer is kind of seen as a gold standard career because it is so secure and reputable. Um, And so can you tell us a little bit, obviously from being your friend, I know that your mum particularly had a little bit of resistance uh, for you not doing medicine, but doing chemistry instead. So can you tell us a little bit of how you kind of navigated that situation? So honestly, I found this the most, like the hardest part because coming from a point where I'm not quite sure myself, um, having like my parents say, you know, I'm not sure what you're doing is right, really put me in an uneasy place because I wasn't really sure of myself either. But um, I think going out on my own and going to universities on my own, trying to find out more about the degree by myself and then kind of forming points where I could then go to my parents and be like you know what I think this degree actually might fit me because it's like this and you know instead of just looking at it as oh I'm studying chemistry I wanted to look at so I went ahead and I looked at um, the actual modules that we'd be doing and in the end though I'm studying chemistry I did go for um something that has a lot of biomedical modules so um I do do a bit of biology which I was scared about because I didn't really study biology in a level yeah so I took a look at the specifications and I tried to convince my parents by talking to them a lot so (laughs) never be afraid to talk to them (laughs) they do seem a bit you know that they want to force you into something but sit them down talk to them keep talking to them that's really the only way out (laughs) yeah so I guess researching the degree and kind of the possibilities and bringing those points to your parents is probably the best way to go about it and I guess showing them how 
determined you are and how passionate you are about them about a particular subject really can change their standpoint on this whole mm-hmm. topic so let's talk about a little bit more about your degree um so a lot of bme uh, struggle with completing their degree and a lot of it is due to a lack of access to like resources and men- especially for mental health um that are suited and tailored to their culture to their background where they come from their own struggles um so what do you what do you think about this so i feel like my university experience would have been very very different if i had not I wasn't even very involved, but if we didn't have, like, our prayer room and the um, Islamic society, because I felt like when I went there, it was really welcoming. And so, and there was a lot of talk on, you know, on mental illnesses and, you know, trying to be mindful of, like, yourself and how you feel, how other people feel. Like, there was a lot of um people I could talk to there and although I wasn't as I say I wasn't really uh a part of the ISOC in terms I wouldn't like go to all the meetings I wasn't like an active member but the prayer room was still always open and you could just always go in and there was always be a sister there that could like just talk to you and it was that's what I found really really nice about uni and it kind of brought me closer to um my religion because I feel like religion kind of oversees culture in a way so it conjoins loads and loads of people and um a lot of the people were going through the same things I was so they did come from like ethnic minority backgrounds and they were also struggling with money and sort and that sort of stuff and also I guess I just had to like find different ways to earn money with uni so like I went out and took part in our student ambassador scheme and tried to raise a bit of money there um, through open days and stuff. Um, But yeah, I I honestly think that I had quite a nice experience with uni and I'm really thankful for that. So I guess the more overarching theme uh, from that and something that might be more applicable to other students is that you were able to find people from your background, from your same situation and, um, you know, relate to them and talk to them about the struggles and they obviously helped you through. But during uni, you also did a lot of other things, right? So you had a part-time job, you were in some societies, you did some driving lessons. I mean, it's hard to tackle all of that. Um, especially when you feel like, because with uni, it's like a point in your life where you're like, no, I'm not a kid anymore, you know, you're an adult, and you are going out and you're doing a lot of adult things, I guess, you know, Um, and so it can be really hard to juggle all of those things, because when I was doing, um, when I was working in my part-time job, sometimes I was like, oh, I could be revising, you know, I could be doing this sort of coursework. There were actually some girls that brought their laptops in to work and, you know, would be doing their coursework, but I had kids, so I couldn't do that. Um, and, oh, by the way, I used to tutor. <laughs> I don't actually have kids. I had to teach the children. And I also, but also with uni, I tried to take part in like other activities that they had so I did try and join a few clubs here and there although I would go like maybe once or twice but it's just it was nice it was a nice way to go meet other people 
and that don't do the same subject as you I feel like that's the hardest thing to do in uni like get perspective of people that aren't just in your um field but yeah meeting people that were going through the same thing as me really helped like boost my experience would you say that was your coping mechanism like dealing with all of this yeah definitely but also what I found quite interesting was that even though um so the academic staff even though they weren't really from the same background as me um I found talking to them quite useful as well so I have quite a good relationship with my um personal tutor actually and when I did like a mini project with another professor I got quite close to her as well so you know I feel like it's they do seem quite scary because they're up in front of your, you know, lectures teaching you and stuff. But to be honest, if you go down to them and you talk about, because I feel like the first thing I talked to my personal teacher about was really my situation and where I come from and how, you know, my parents were uncertain with chemistry. I brought that up with her and she seemed very understanding. And so I feel like, don't be too afraid to talk to um, academic staff. Like, they're not as scary as you think. <laughs> You know, I definitely, definitely second that advice. My academic advisor throughout my degree has been an absolute star. Um, I'm the first person in my family to go to university and I was able to go to my advisor and talk to them about, you know, the issues that I'm facing being in first year and second year and not knowing how to go about doing a degree. And they just are so good at providing you resources on how to support you during um your transition into higher education i'm taking notes guys (laughs) so for you it does seem like um the way you kept your cool during your degree is through you know speaking to your academic advisor speaking to other students and kind of participating in those uh extracurricular activities um and that i guess that you know helps your head cool off from chemistry a little bit you definitely need some cooling off from that but Let's go back to the uh, chemistry part. So chemistry tends to be quite white male dominated, um, particularly beyond undergraduate level, which is, I guess, the level that you're at now. I mean, even in our community, one of my uh, friends, she was at a function and an elder asked her, what are you doing at university? And um, my friend said chemistry because she's doing chemistry as well. And the elder replied, oh, is that not a man's subject so even within our own uh, community we have this perception that it's a male dominated subject do you find that being a woman of color in chemistry presents any specific issues and how do you go about managing them so to be honest in my cohort at undergraduate level we've had a very mixed array and i'd say there are more females than males which is great but Definitely, I had a meeting with a one of my potential master's um, supervisors and he brought up a very great point of the fact that after our undergraduate degree, all the women and, you know, ethnic minorities just seem to drop out, you know? When you go to postgraduate level, when you go to um, lecture level, there is very little representation of women and especially ethnic minorities. I think in our academic staff um, at uni, we 
don't really have anyone of ethnic minorities. Pretty much everyone is white and pretty much everyone is male because there is only a fraction of female um, professors. So I've seen that firsthand and I actually think that's quite a scary thing. But then I did think about it in terms of our culture. It seems like everyone in their youth is kind of rushed to get their act together, to get their job, to settle down quickly. And to be honest, when you go into a field like a science field, so that goes for biology, chemistry or physics, when you want to understand the the whole field itself, the whole scope, it takes a long time. You know, you do your undergrad and then if you're doing it traditionally, you do your master's and then your PhD and then maybe even a postdoc or something like that. And then maybe go on to, you know, lecturing stages where you're, you know, really, really into the research and that's that area. To get there takes a long, long time. And I think for societies such as ours they just don't allow that for young people especially young females like we are told to you know settle down you know as quickly as we can because you're in your youth and that sort of stuff so I definitely felt that pressure when I wanted to actually do a PhD and even now I'm kind of in the sense that I still do want to do a PhD because Right now, for some reason, four years sounds like a lot. But to be honest, in our whole life, four years is not a lot, right? And it's, if it's a four-year project that I really want to do and that I feel would really you know, help me excel in my career, then I think I'd want to do it. So, yeah. That's really inspiring to hear, mashallah. <laughs> so um, now that you're in your final year of your degree... Have you checked out different jobs in different fields? And what do you think about the diversity in those areas? I have actually looked around at pharmaceutical companies because what I really want to do is become a drug researcher at a pharmaceutical company. Um, And, you know, with the current, you know, COVID situation, I feel like that's really needed at the moment. <laughs> they need to get all their researchers, get a vaccine soon. but. Um, I feel like though I'm interested in that field and I really want to apply there, it's very hard to kind of get a feel of how the workplace is um, because in order to do that, you'd have to be able to get into an internship or, you know, be able to have links um, with other people that work in such places. Um, I was quite lucky to have the opportunity to do like a mentoring scheme with um Roche and so that's a pharmaceutical company um which deals with like oncology and stuff and when I went to see the workplace I actually found it really it was really pleasant experience because although there weren't like many people that I don't know represented my background I found a lot of female staff and I was really astonished (laughs) the the female to male ratio was outstandingly like high so I was really grateful for that um it seemed like a really nice place but I am aware that that's not the case with all workplaces um if I was applying to like a genuine kind of research project I would expect mostly the 
male to female ratio to be a lot smaller and probably a white male to be in charge of the whole project would probably be the case usually. Do you believe diversity is really important in a workplace? Absolutely because just as how I was saying how going through uni how finding people of the same background to me was important in helping me cope at uni that should be the same at work as well people should be able to find people that are similar to them in order to you know be able to express themselves properly I think that's really important um especially for people that find it hard to express themselves when you see a face where you know oh they're kind of from the same background as me you're more inclined to think oh maybe I can talk to them and it will put yourself at more ease I guess if there's more diversity in a workplace. So just to finish off this episode then do you have any tips or pieces of advice that you could give to someone who's either applying to university or applying for a graduate job something like that but they're scared of applying because they might find a lack of diversity in where they want to go to? Okay um at first I think it's very important to go see the place. Once you go and see a place, um, especially in terms of university, um, I feel like when you go and see a place, you kind of get a feeling. <laughs> and I don't I don't know um, whether people that have already gone to university will understand what I'm saying, but like once you go into a place and you see the place, you instantly get a feeling of like, oh, I think I'd fit in here. Or I think, oh, maybe not this place for me and that usually is to do with the diversity of a place so when you go to um, when you are applying to university open days are very very important I know it's quite difficult to do right now and um, right now you just have kind of online open days but even then um, you would still get a sense of the type of people by you know the people helping out or just the people that are walking around the university or um you know the people that are in charge and speaking to you and I think that's really important to you know put yourself out there and kind of just go for it go and have a look anyway even with graduate jobs and um those opportunities I know that's much more difficult you can't just walk into um a place of work however a lot of companies do offer sort of webinars and you know um little insight days here and there it's very important for you to like you know grab hold of those opportunities even if you're not completely interested in that company just go there have a look at what their um core values are because that can be a really good indicator of what type of company they are and then obviously the people that are talking to you through the panels you know you may be able to relate with one of them and I feel like that's a really good um way of kind of getting to know the company as well because that's what a lot of companies look for they look for whether you are actually interested in the company itself so if you've attended a webinar or you've gone to an insight day you've got first-hand experience from the people that work there about what the company is about and so Hopefully that should be portrayed in your application. Good luck to those applying to uni and applying to jobs. <laughs> Thanks for that, Faria. We're definitely all going to need it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Thank you for talking with us, Faria. This was a very interesting topic, especially because we don't often hear from uh, or about 
rather a diversity in chemistry and i like that you talked about your coping mechanisms with stress and and how to deal with um juggling a lot on your plate um it's something that we can all uh we all need to hear about we can all relate to at times thank you thank you for having me so next week's episode is gonna be an interesting one it has a complete different twist on today's episode and this is where i'll be talking about my own medical application and my experience with it and a really just a personal take on it uh, and my struggles my uh achievements yeah next week we're going to do the complete opposite of today's episode we're going to be talking about how to apply for medicine so that's ironic but if you are interested in the data from today's episode all the references will be linked in the show notes be sure to check us out on instagram at the growth medium connect with us tell us your experience of uh, whatever subject you're doing um and we can't wait to see you next week